so we've had a great holiday. We've been in um, Marimbula and Eden. Has anybody ever been around that area? Isn't it an amazing area? Oh, I tell you what, I, um, I fell in love with supporting local business, especially their ice creamery. Um, you know, I plan to wear a belt today. There is no need for the belt uh, currently. Uh, the start of every year, uh, often people move into, all right, I've got through the Christmas period. Um, I've eaten without restraint. I've had a lot of catch-ups, work breakups, Christmas do's. You do a lot of eating and then you get into February and you go, all right, I've got to pull it together. Give me a wave if that's you. Give me a wave online if that's you. You get to this point of the year and you go, something needs to get moving because I don't know if I can sustain this level of eating and inactivity. This has been me. And what happens is you begin to get motivated to do something to get the year going. Motivation. I tell you what, I think that that's a very, very important thing. Who understands the stronger the motivation, uh, the harder it is not to pursue the goal? Who, who would agree with that? I, I don't know about you, but at the end of your holiday, do you begin to think about life pre, getting back into work, getting back into routine, getting back into rhythm and your thoughts go there? Who has the ability to not do that? Give me a wave. No one in this room, who goes there? Give me a wave if you go there. You can't help it. I, I found that um, we had had a lot of cancellation of holidays towards the end of last year. Uh, we had to cancel um, our long service leave. But what that meant is that we had two weeks of holidays in November and then we had three weeks just gone in January. And I tell you, about a week out from the end of the holiday, I was ready to come home. I wanted my own bed. I, 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 we, we spent a lot of time in our caravan, which we're blessed to have. But if you've ever been away, whether it's camping, whether it is um, in a hotel, you walk back in and you feel like your house is an absolute mansion. Has anybody ever had that? You go, look at what I have. Uh, you know, I think for me, as I get older, the blessing of a bathroom next to the bed is incredible. And I am, I am, I am incredibly excited to be home because I'm motivated to see things happen. I'm motivated to see things change. Motivation is important. And motivation can be a really positive thing for your life. Motivation can also be a negative thing for your life. It depends where that motivation takes you. Now, motivation will stimulate in you consistency and discipline. It will. The more motivated you are, the more disciplined you'll be. The more motivated you are, the more consistent you will be. But your motivation can really set the destination and the target. I'll give you an example. If you are motivated to lose weight, the motivation, does it stem out of being healthy or vanity? Because the motivation sets the target, the discipline and consistency will get where you're going with it. There is motivation to be successful in commerce, but is the motivation generosity or is the motivation possessions? Because it will stimulate the consistency and the discipline, but the motivation sets the goal. Motivation is incredibly important. I want our church to be a motivated church 
This building, this place uh, is not the holiday. It should be the service station on the way there. The place where you come to get filled to go out to accomplish the target that you're heading to. Too many people have made the church the destination. Now, church is important because if you're married, you love your wife. Christ loves the church. God prioritises the church. It's important. But this place is to release you to what God has for your life. If you're at home and you're watching today, this service, this place, this community is to see you released into the call of God you have for your life. If you're in this room, it is not about this room. It is about sending you from this room. This is what we should be motivated to do. We, we can't have a community that is not consistent. We cannot have a community that is not disciplined, but the motivation should be godly. And I, I'm, I'm even going to go a step further this morning, which we'll see in Matthew 6. The motivation needs to be godly, but the motivation actually needs to be God. I, I do this, God, because I love you. I do this because I want relationship with you. I, I do it for no other reason. But we know that it can be tempted to go either way. Your motivation can be challenged. When you are in a relationship, what's the motivation for that relationship? What's the motivation for if you are to have an argument? Is the, is the motivation behind the argument to strengthen the relationship or to manipulate? Your motivation will be tempted. And what happens is this is the trap we have in our society currently that I want to address today so that we can mature and grow closer to Jesus and activate our lives to be pursuing God greatly is this, is that we want affirmation from the world. We want affirmation every year. And I'm not saying that being public about what you're doing is wrong. It's not. There's actually a lot of advantages to it because then people can come around you and encourage you and strengthen you and help you to remember the goal you set out. That, that's not the problem. But when the affirmation becomes the prize, there are people that go, new year, new me. Who's ever heard that saying? No, shut up, you know. You know, oh, I cannot wait. I'm going to do this. You know, all of these kind of things. They put them out there at the start of the year. I'm, I'm doing this and people get behind them. Yeah. You know, and then they put the photo of them up at the gym or where they're looking sweaty, um, you know, working hard to the goals. I can't remember what the slogans are. I'm sure there's many out there that we could, that we could think of. Uh, but this is the challenge of the motivation. Is your prize in the affirmation? That comes from people. I want our church to have a godly motive and make God their motive. This is what Jesus is going to talk about in, in Matthew chapter 6 when uh, there's a crowd that have gathered to him and they want to hear from him. And it's really simple the way that you can check your motivation. It's really simple. Do it in a setting that you remove all risk of anybody else getting the glory and motivating you and make it just between you and God. Because if you get to that place where you make it between you and God, you learn to seek your affirmation, get your motivation from Him before anything else comes into play. 
What is your motive? What's your motives? Why are you here? Are you here to receive or are you here to give? Why have you joined us online? It's the same question. We need to be seeking the will and the purpose of God for our life and walk in that being, God, I'm motivated to serve you. And Holy Spirit, that motivation means I submit to where you lead me. You know, over Christmas, I saw a friend of mine that I had not seen for many, many years. His name was Jeremy. He lost over 30 kilos. Now, I hadn't seen him for a period of time. So the change to me was drastic. The change to me was drastic. It wasn't, oh, has he lost weight? It was like, whoa, where has half of you gone? Like, like, you know, it's probably not the right time to do it. And the service started poking his belly. I'm like, there used to be something else there. Do you remember that? And then I told him about how tight my pants are. At the moment, I put my pants on. I don't know if anybody's in that season where at the start, you're like, yeah, it's fine. I can take it. And by the end of the day, you're like, I've got to let go of that button. It's killing me. (laughs) I'm like, have they shrunk? Have have they been washed? I'm like, no, I've stretched, but we'll work on that. So anyway, I'm poking him and I'm like, far out. This is amazing. Look at the transformation that's taken place. And I didn't even know it was happening. As I thought about that, that has now become my prayer. God, do a work in me when I'm in my prayer closet, when I'm alone with you and work on me to a place that when the world begins to notice, it's because there's been drastic change in my life. Who, who wants something in their world to change this year? Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Every person that waves, stand up real quick. If you're at home, uh, and I want you to lift your hands if you're sitting in the couch. If you want something to change this year, right now, Dan, run up real quick. Get on the keys. Everyone, raise your hands. Father, right now, Father, we are motivated for you to do a work in our lives today. Raise your hands high if you want, if you want change. Father, I, I pray that the, the change that comes Lord God, this year will be something that will be done from the most vulnerable places, Father, that that as we are alone seeking You, Lord, that You would begin to sharpen what needs sharpened, break off what needs to be broken off. Father, we declare that we will submit to Your will. Change us, Father. But Lord God, do it because we want You. Do it because our motivation not only is godly, but our motivation is You, Father. Break off habits of of fear. Break off habits of bad financial situations and financial decisions. Father, would You please break off apathy and laziness spiritually. Help us, Father, to seek You more and more. Change in us, Father, this year to make us more like You. In Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. Clap your hands once. Sit down. Thanks, Dan. You should have been quicker. Look at how you faded out all nice. You don't have to. Sit down. Oh, good. Nice shoes. Praise God. Change. Motivated by seeking God. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. And I want to start with the premise that we all know 1 Corinthians 10.31 that says, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. There's our motivation. 
There's my goal for the message today. But if you don't have your Bibles or you're joining with me at home, I, I study the NIV version. That's uh, the, the version that was given to me as a, a young person and I've, I've stayed with it uh, through. So that's the translation. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 6, 4 to 15. Jesus is talking about three different concepts uh, in this message when he's teaching the people that have followed him. He's actually talking uh, about giving, praying and fasting. I'm going to skip giving this morning, not that there isn't a priority on that for your life. We all know that the Bible says that where your heart is, your treasure will be also. We all know that we live in a consumer, uh, consumeristic society. We need to give into the house of God. You need to serve in the house of God because it says that that is what builds your maturity as a believer in Ephesians 4. Serving and giving. But we're going to move past that. We're going to start at verse 4 and 5. Let's go verse 5. And what we're going to do is we're going to read when he's talking about praying and he's talking about fasting. But really he's addressing motive. It says this, And when you pray, verse 5, Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues, on the street corners, to be seen by others. There's the motive. The motive is not God. The motive is affirmation from the world. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Here's the thing about affirmation from the world. When it goes away, you lose your motivation. But God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So therefore, when you make Him your motivation... You'll stay disciplined. You'll stay consistent. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. It's very interesting. People need to remember that in our culture. Your forgiveness is a big part of releasing your prayer life. You need to make sure that that's there. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look sombre. As the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces and show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Father, speak to us, we pray. Amen. It's really simple. Do it for God and nothing else. Do it for God and nothing else. And, and how's the best way to do it? Do it when only God can see. 
do it when it's not about any other reason. There can be no other goal. There can be no other motivation creep in rather than doing it for God. It's a private relationship with God. We know that we've been in a series, Don't Take a Holiday from God. And I would ask you, how is your relationship with God going? Do you find time to get away to be just you and your heavenly Father? When you shut out all the noise of life to focus vulnerably and intimately on God. Asking you, Holy Spirit, to continue to guide our lives and our actions. How is that going? If you were to ask yourself that question, how am I going? Am I spending time alone with God? You already know the answer. And I felt the Lord say to me this, do not enter relationship with God with guilt. If you have been made righteous through Christ, you can enter confidently into His presence. But I feel that there are people, as I prayed for our community and at line, that you've been so busy, you've been so flat out, you've been so much other stuff on that now when you come time to pray, you actually feel guilty about entering the presence of God because you're worried about the fact that you've missed your devotional time, that now you are being made guilty when you are finding time to seek Him. You've got to let it go. You've got to stop that. And you've got to enter His presence vulnerably and genuinely in order that you can have time with your God. It's not about public opinion. It says in the Scripture, when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. Father, I pray. If there are people that have been hesitant entering into private prayer with you, Father, I pray that you would remove distraction and give them the motivation that is you, Father, to seek you with all that they have. Father, I pray for that every, pray that for my life. Father, let me seek you. Pray for every individual, Father. Jesus' name. Hebrews 11.6 says this, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards. Now, if you have a look back in the Scripture, it keeps talking about God rewards those who are seeking Him who are not looking for public affirmation or anything else but seeking God. It says that He will reward them. And then it goes on in this scripture in Hebrews 11, says they must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who diligently, in the New King James Version, seek Him. Sincerely, in the NIV, earnestly, in other translations, With diligence, we seek God because we love Him. We want to encounter Him. Are we chasing the right things in our life? 
pour out my heart to you, Father, in the private places for the right motive, Lord. So prayer habits. Based upon this scripture, I want to give you three words that start with S that I, I want you to write down. Get out your phones, get, get out something, uh, watch this back. But I, I want you to remember these three things. The first thing about your prayer life is make it a staple. Make it a priority that has to happen every life daily. Make it a staple. Got to have it. Make it simple. If you're praying so many words because you think that's what gains the favour of God, the relationship with God, you're missing the point. Jesus says in the Scripture, God already knows what you need. So come to Him vulnerably and simply. And make it sincere. Because we're learning from Scripture, God's not interested in words. He's not interested in, in eloquence. He's interested in a sincere heart. Jesus goes on then to talk about fasting. Now in the coming month, we're going to be fasting from February the 7th to February the 28th. And we're going to attempt as well. I'm going to announce this now. Um, I've invited a uh, prophet by the name of Vicky DeRazio. I've invited Pastor Nick at the end of February. Barring it's a big step of faith and you need to go on this journey with me, we're going to have our first Uni Hill Conference that we've ever had. But, but I, I felt the Lord talk to me about a Mary and Martha principle being I want everybody at the feet of Jesus. So I'm inviting other churches that are in our movement to come and serve us. So they're going to do the hosting. They're going to do the kids ministry. Everything except for the band. Sorry, band. I want our band. But we're going to have our first conference. It's going to be at the end of our fasting period. And we're going to experience breakthrough. God's going to move in our church. And it's a faith step. Just another announcement. We had to delay Hope Tour again. It's only been two years. We just keep delaying it. Um, but because of border closures and other things, that'll be in August as well. But fasting from the 7th till the whatever it is, 21 days after that. 28, I think. No, the Monday. The 7th. See the operations guy correcting me. Could be the 3rd. Everybody ask Jordan what it is. I'm pretty sure it's the 7th. Look it up in your phone. So, fasting is important. I want you to prioritise. I want you to do it. But I want you to do it with purpose and the right motive. Motive is important. Recently, I bought April a bike off Facebook Marketplace. Because I like riding. So I bought the bike for April in my size. When I got the bike home, April watched me ride her bike up and down the street. And then April watched me with her bike, realised I'd bought a real lemon and I gave it to our neighbour. Now let's look at the motive. The bike was bought for April. No, it wasn't. I bought it for me. 
There are too many Christians that are out there with what looks to be good intentions, but they're selfish motives. And we need to let that go. God is our motivation. Now, when it's fasting, Jesus begins to talk about when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. They disfigure their faces and show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. In Jewish culture, what would happen when you would fast is, yes, you would abstain from food, but you would also abstain from other things that you would find pleasant, including grooming. And what would happen is they would disfigure themselves to a place that it began to be about what others were seeing rather than the pursuit of God. But Jesus quickly corrects this, saying that he is not interested in outward expressions of religion, but inward desire for him. So let your fasting this coming February be most obvious to God. Make private sacrifice that shows God that your motive is for him. Don't make it look obvious. So that you develop in your life that your motive is to pursue God. Dan, I'll get you to come. If everybody got in your seat, I want us to open our communion. So I started thinking about fasting this year. Let me, let me give you some principles. Don't fast this coming February if you don't prioritise making time to seek God. Make it a staple, make it simple, make it sincere. When you fast this coming February, I'm going to say step by step. The first time we ever took on a February fast, I tried to go for it. Out of passion to the point I became useful to no one. I couldn't concentrate, had to lie down, I was permanently dizzy. Don't be religious about what you need to take on. Be sincere in your heart about making room to seek God. When you fast this coming February, take time to look at your internal attitudes. I want you to read through Matthew chapter 6. It talks about forgiveness. It talks about the heart you need to have before others. And make sure that fasting, the reward is in the spiritual realm, not just the physical. Make it obvious to God, He is your motive. Seek God, the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Father, I pray for a depth of change in the quiet places.
It's the atmosphere of our heart, Lord. I want everybody to stand. I know you're holding communion if you're able to do so. If you're at home, if you have your communion prepared. Father, I thank you for your words, Jesus. That makes it clear we we don't want any other reward or motive to creep in other than you, Lord. And Father, we thank you that your motive was to execute the will of the Father. We thank you that you came and you lived and you died so that we could be set free. And right before you went through the pain of the cross, in Luke 22, it says that you took the bread, you gave thanks and broke it, and you gave it to your disciples saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I want to encourage you to take the bread now. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. We remember you, Jesus. I want to invite the band to come. Father, I pray today, I believe that there are people here today, this may be all of us, I know it's me included, but you want to realign your focus and your motive right under the will of God for your life. Let me pursue that. Father, I pray that as a community, our motivation is to seek Your will and to seek Your face. Father, let us function with the motive to speak Your words of truth and move in the power of the Holy Spirit. If that's you today or you at home and you want to realign your motive today, why don't you raise your hands. Father, we want to put it onto you, everything we do, all we are. Father, we just pray that you would help us this year to have such strong motivation for you that discipline and consistency to pursue you flows out of it in every season, in every circumstance, whether, Lord God, there are people watching this from isolation, whether, Father, there are people watching this in full health, whether there are people watching this with great finances or poor finances or great relationships or great community. Father, let us pursue you first. Let our motive be You and You alone. And then help us to obey that. In Jesus' Name. Amen.